He really is great. And uh, I love each year being able to go back on summer camp now as camp parents and uh, camp cooks and doing what we do. And there's a, we went down to Robe and the campsite, the forms came through and it had on there, you because we were self-catering, it had on there about like you had to have a whatever it was, food safety certificate, whatever it's called. And I went, oh, we don't have one of them. So I jumped online and just in case it was actually required, jumped online and did one and it cost me 30 bucks and then got to the end and then I thought afterwards, like it didn't come out with an actual certificate, it just came out with like a attendance, like you've done this. And I thought, well, that's a little bit odd. So then I Googled the company and every like Google review was like, it's a con, it's a con, it's a con. <laughs> and uh, it doesn't actually give you any qualifications. I'm like, oh, well, there goes 30 bucks. So, um, but I've got a attendance thing to say that I attended some food safe thing. It only took, took about 35 minutes. There was some, like it was, there was some things in there that I knew were correct. Um, like your five degrees and your 60 degrees, it's got to be either hotter, or hotter than 60 degrees or colder than five degrees. That's your, in the middle, your non-safe zone and those sorts of things when it comes to food prep. Um, but uh, yeah, every, apparently they do like working at heights, is it a green card or white card or something? Um, they do them as well. That's wrong. Oh, there you go. And uh, <clears throat> I've never given anyone food poisoning. So once I got there, Karen, the lady at the camp said, oh, no, you've been on camps before and cooked and no one's died, so you're fine, don't worry about it. So I'm like, well, that's probably better than a piece of paper anyway because if I didn't know how to cook but I had a piece of paper to say I could or... I can actually cook for a bunch of kids and not kill any of them. Which would you rather, piece of paper or life experience? I'd rather the life experience. But uh, I don't know why I went there. <clears throat> why did I go there? Oh, talking about the, the privilege that it is to go back to camps. Um, we handed over the youth ministry 10 years ago, and, uh, which is kind of, yeah, kind of crazy. 10 years ago, handed over the youth ministry to... Pastor Simon and Georgia then, and then they've since handed it over to Shane and Anna, but we um, have been back to the camps since then and just love it, love investing into the young people, love the connection point with the young people and love seeing some of the guys that we led in youth 10, 15 years ago now leading and investing into the young people. It's just a special moment for us each year going back and, uh, and so continue to pray and continue to believe for our youth, for our youth leaders, um, as well as our kids and all the other areas of our church. But um, it's just been youth camp, so we're talking about youth. And uh, it's always good. And so behind me is the, the theme from camp. And so because I've been sitting at camp all week and listening to a whole bunch of things, it was uh, kind of a no-brainer to go, well, let's continue with the fresh theme. Seems I'm wearing tie-dye. We might as well just embrace it, right? And, uh, and so the... The Bible verse, the scripture for camp. Youth, what was it? Psalm 23. Psalm 23. And, uh, and so Psalm 23 is where we're going to be in this morning. And uh, Psalm 23. Nah, I won't. Um, <clears throat> Psalm 23 says this, The Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. 
He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table for me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. There's that word we've just been singing about. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Such a short chapter, but so powerful. And as we were reading it, and it was actually while the the guys were doing the tie-dye, I wasn't just sitting down doing nothing. I was getting ready for dinner and also spending some time in this and started thinking about the Lord is my shepherd. What does it mean for the Lord to be my shepherd? And it's, it's easy to take things in the Bible out of context. It's easy to take things in the Bible out of the time period that they were written and plonk them into today's thinking and what we think. But the Lord is my shepherd. What does a shepherd do? shepherd cares a shepherd tends his sheep okay there's no such thing as a shepherd if you don't have sheep and so the Lord is my shepherd straight up is like okay so what's the relationship between a shepherd and his sheep and today the picture we get of a farmer and his sheep is that the farmer's got his Sheepdogs, so I grew up, my grandparents had a farm, hundreds of acres down border town. And I grew up and as I was thinking there and sitting there and just having all these little flashback memories about going down to the farm and my first firefighting experience sitting on, I don't know how old I was, 12, 13, sitting on the back of grandpa's ute. He was driving. I had the knapsack on the, on the back of the ute and Milo was his name. The old farmer, his head had caught a light and he got rushed off to hospital and we went out and uh, helped the CFS and it wasn't long until Grandpa realised it was probably safer for me to be in the cab driving the ute than sitting on the back playing with flames. And so we swapped and I ended up driving the ute while he was putting out the flames. But there's some of those memories of growing up and but some of the memories of watching sheep behave... And, and so he had a number of sheep dogs and one of them, Angus, and I remember Angus going and, you know, Grandpa would whistle, he'd have different whistles for whether he wanted to go left and right and he'd have all these different calls and terminology that he would yell out and Angus would go one way or the other and <clears throat> bring the sheep in. But, but I, then I remember trying to get sheep into the back of a trailer at our house and we had six, eight sheep at a time on five acres and we'd take them off to turn them into freezer meals. And, um, and it was awesome, but you're trying to get six sheep into the back of a little trailer and the same thing on a larger scale when you've got hundreds of sheep out in the paddock is that you're trying to get them and you get the first one on, you get the second one on and the third one goes, sees an opening and darts off. The next ones aren't just following along and going onto the trailer. The next ones are following that one. Sheep are so dumb. But at the same time, they're so smart. 
And so this is the, the context of what we now see a farmer and his sheep, where they're rounding up the sheep, where they're chasing the sheep, where they're pushing and coercing the sheep into where they need to go. But the relationship between the Lord is my shepherd. The relationship between a shepherd and his sheep is the farmer pushes his sheep, the shepherd leads his sheep. And so you get the context straight away. And as massive as I was reading this and thinking about this shift, it's such a small shift in the way we read the word of God, but it's so powerful. Because God's not, God's not trying to push us and coerce us and yelling at his sheep dog going, round the back, get up, left, 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 and whistling and carrying on to try and get us into the pen, into the right place. The Lord is not my farmer, the Lord is my shepherd. And a shepherd with his rod and his staff walks the journey and the sheep follow. And so Psalm 23, I don't think I'll ever read it the same now because of that change. I lack nothing. Why do I lack nothing? Because I'm following my shepherd. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. See, it can be just a, a nice image and it is a nice image. It can be something that we look at, but, but the Lord is my shepherd. He doesn't force me to lie down beside green pastures, but the fact that the shepherd has led me to green pastures therefore means that I'm going to lie down next to them, right? And so again, it's a, a shift from he makes me do something to he's leading me along a path that's good for me. He's leading me on a path that's taking me to a place where I'm not going to suffer, but where I'm going to have everything I need. And again, this, this shift between he makes me, oh, hang on, God can't make me do anything. No, you're right. You've got the choice. But if the Lord is my shepherd, he will make you lie down beside green pastures because he wants the best for us. Because if we're truly following him, that's where we're going to end up. Green pastures, quiet waters. What else does a sheep need? It's about all the sheep needs, right? Green pastures and quiet waters. Put that into context today. What do you need? Green pastures, quiet waters. They might be two different things or they might be a longer list, but can I tell you, Jesus, your Lord, your shepherd is leading you and making you lie down beside what you need to live. Everything you need. He guides me along the right paths. He guides me along the right paths. Our shepherd knows the path of peace. The shepherd knows the path of danger. The shepherd knows the path to the green pastures. The shepherd knows the path to the barren fields. He knows the path to the rocks. He knows the paths to the desert. He knows the paths because he's lived there. The shepherd knows what's going on. And so he could take us on that way, but he doesn't. He leads us to those places. 
And I love that the scripture says, for his sake, for his name's sake. Because again, I go back to what, what good's a shepherd without his sheep? What good is a shepherd without his sheep? And so to go, God's leading me into danger. God's leading me into trouble. God's led me into the desert. Well, yeah, there's times. But overall, on a whole, he, he wants us to be living a good life. He wants us to be flourishing. He wants us to be laying down by those green pastures, by those quiet waters. And so even though I walk through the valley, even though I walk through the valley, he's with me. And his rod and his staff, what does it say, next verse? They comfort me. His rod and his staff that get depicted in movies, that get depicted in things where they're used to push and prod. And nowadays, they've taken the rod and the staff and they've put little electronic prongs on the end so that you can move the sheep and the cattle along. It's like we've gone full, we've flipped it. But the rod and the staff is not to cause harm to the sheep, to the cattle, to the rod and the staff are to lead them. The rod and the staff are to clear the path. The rod and the staff are to protect them from the wolves and the lions and the whatever else is around. The rod and the staff, they comfort. If you're going into to war, into a war zone, into a battle of any description, and you're going in with a guide that's got no way of protecting themselves or you, are you going to feel comfortable? Are you going to feel comforted? No. But if you're going in to a battle with someone that's got their weapon of choice and they know how to use it, are you going to feel comfortable? a lot more comfortable the sheep knew their shepherd the sheep knew that their shepherd was going to keep them safe the sheep knew that part of that was the rod and the staff and so they're not fearful of the rod and the staff but they're comforted by the rod and the staff because the rod and the staff is there for their protection their safety not the other way around And so even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil for you are with me. And so sometimes, even though I walk, the only way a sheep is walking into that darkest valley is because the shepherd's taken them through. But it's not leading into, it's leading through. Big difference. Okay? Into means we're stopping. Through means we're going through. And so it doesn't mean that there's not bad times. It doesn't mean that there's not hard times. It doesn't mean that we're not going into the darkest of darkest places. But when we're going through there with our Lord, with our shepherd, who's got his rod and his staff, who's got our best interests at heart, who's got everything we need, who's leading us through because on the other side is greatness. He's leading us through because it's the only way that we can go it's the best way it's the fastest way it's whatever it is it's like that it's such an awesome picture to have watched a movie the other night called Hunter Killer Gerard Butler 
and uh, it's a submarine movie. You might may or may not be into that. I was, picked another movie, and then Emma wanted her Gerard Butler fix, and so <laughs> <coughs> Gerard Butler. We we do enjoy Gerard Butler movies, and uh, and so you've got all the White House down and Angels Fallen and all those things. But um, <coughs> anyway, it's not like a crush or anything like that. I just made that sound really bad. It is, but that's all right. But <clears throat> I wanted the one with Josh Dumas because that's so I'd rather watch that one. Anyway. But anyway, we watched this movie and, and I, I don't want to give too much away in case you now want to go watch the movie. But, <clears throat> but in the movie, they've got to navigate through the darkest valley. They've got to navigate through the minefield in a submarine. And there's this moment, I'm going to ruin the movie for you because it's the only way to finish my story. But there's this, there's this moment where they've got an, part of the enemy on the submarine with them. And the only way to get through is nothing, this doesn't show up on the maps. It doesn't show up in the self-help guides. It doesn't show up on the manual. It doesn't show up on the GPS. It doesn't show up on Google. It doesn't show up anywhere because it's a minefield. The only way they can get through this thing is to trust the enemy because he knows because he's been there before. Now, I'm not saying we're trusting the enemy, but what I'm saying is when we follow the person who's been there before, when we follow the person who's laid it out before us, when we follow the person who's designed it, it might be the darkest valley. But if we put our trust in him, who's been there before, if we put our trust in him, who's designed it, who's put our trust in him, who has got everything set out before us, not to harm us, not to harm us, but to bring us a hope in a future. When we put our trust in him, who wants to bring us life and life to the full, when we put our trust in him, who sent his only son so that we could walk with him in eternity. When we put our trust in him, our shepherd, our Lord, it's all good. It's all good. Not because he's pushing us and coercing us and funneling us into where we need to be like sheep, but because he's our shepherd and we're following him like sheep. And so, Father, I pray this morning for each one of us. God, as we read this scripture, and maybe we have read it in a brand new light this morning. As the Lord is my shepherd, a shepherd who has relationship, a shepherd who's earned trust, a shepherd who's got the trust. Father, I pray that you would be with us. Whatever it is we're going through, whatever 2023 looks like, however it started, Father, we pray this over our lives, 
over our families. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. God, you lead me beside quiet waters. Father, I pray that you'd restore our soul. God, each one of us this morning, God, bring restoration. Father, into our hearts, into our souls. God, guide us. Guide us in paths of righteousness. For your name's sake. And even though in 2023, some of us or all of us or whatever it looks like might walk through the valley. Even though some of us might feel like right now we're walking through the darkest valley. God, I thank you. That we can choose to fear no evil. For you are with us. Your rod and your staff, they comfort us. Father, I thank you that we're going through, we're not going to the darkest valley. God, encourage someone this morning. We're going through it, we're not going to it. So God, I pray that as we ponder what 2023 looks like as we start to dream dreams, as we start to write them down in preparation for our anointing of dream service and our first fruit service in two weeks' time. God, I thank you that you're our shepherd. Lead us in 2023. Guide us in 2023. Take us on the journey that you want us to be on the journey to green pastures, the journey to quiet waters. Father, fill each one of us afresh this morning. If the Lord is not your shepherd, the Lord is not your shepherd, it's hard to follow Him because you don't have the relationship. You haven't built the connection, the trust. I think it's safe to say the majority of people in this room over the years, like these two young legends did at camp, have invited Jesus into their hearts. to start the journey of making Jesus our Lord. Starts with a prayer. Starts with a believing in our heart. Romans says that we need to believe in our heart and confess with our mouth. Confess with our mouth. That's the start. It's then a journey of relationship. A journey of less of me and more of you, God. If you're here this morning, you know, John, that's me. I need to start that journey. We don't need to understand it all right from the start. We just need to start. 
We just need to choose to let go of ourselves, trust God and start the journey of walking with Him, of making Him our Lord, making Him our shepherd each day, one step at a time. If you've never made that decision before, today's your day. I'd love you to just slip your hand up where you're sitting. I'm not going to embarrass you. I don't want to bring you out the front. I'd love you to just slip your hand up where you are, though, so that I can come and pray with you after the service to invite Jesus into your life, to start the journey of following Him, of walking with Him. Is there anyone this morning that says, John, that's me. I need to start. I want to start that journey. If you're watching online, there's a link on our website. You can pray. The salvation prayer, which is written there, please let us know. Send us an email so that we can connect with you, so that we can equip you. One thing about sheep is you never see sheep alone. They're together. Together there's comfort. Together there's strength. Together there's safety. And so don't try and follow Jesus alone. Do it in numbers. That's why we come and gather together. God, I thank you for every person here this morning. Father, fill us afresh in Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. If you need prayer for anything at all, if you need healing this morning, if you're thinking about your dreams and just going, oh, I'm not sure, I'm getting stuck. Don't get stuck, get into God best way to do that. Come down. One of the team will pray with you this morning, help you on that journey.